Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe, along with my co-host John Cooper for the NAI F-Ball Show. Uh, welcome to it. We are brought to you by our friends at Fifth Quarter uh, College Football. They are uh, passionate about small college football, love what we do here, and they are behind us every step of the way. Um, and they are uh, creating some, some other teams here. I've seen ECU. I've seen Oregon. I've seen Iowa. They have a ton right now. They got a ton. Absolutely ton. And it's, it's been fun to watch. And then they have us, which brings up 80-plus teams. Absolutely. So the best thing you could have. But let's go ahead, Corey, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about our friends about Temple. Yeah, at, before at Temple we get first. started. So uh, Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft, also helps support the NAIF ball show and NAIF ball in general. Right now, guys, they are having a cleats clearance, 45 to 60% off or more off of list price. So if you're, you know, week five and you're going, man, I need me a new pair of cleats. I know as a high school football coach, we run through cleats like crazy, especially now at this time of year where it's absolutely muddy, you know, getting colder weather. Like the Jamestown Concordia uh, Nebraska say. game, I bet those guys wish they had extra cleats uh, or an extra two or three pairs of socks. They went triple overtime in the mud. Didn't stop raining all game. Did anybody ever make it to two hundred yards of offense? I'm not sure. That it, that it was, was a, a miserable game to <laughs> to watch. On if you're a fan, not if you're if you're a player, you dream of stuff like that. Weirdo. But let's get to some results, man. I think the biggest shock of the week is the Grandview Vikings under Coach Woodley beating Benedictine 27-6 to and holding Benedictine's rushing attack to 54 yards. They dared Schaefer shoots to beat them through the air, and he made stakes. Absolutely, and they couldn't even – they could not rely on that rushing game. If you can't run the ball as a top-two team, which Benedictine is, and I think they'll still make a great playoff run coming yeah. up, but Grandview – this is what we expected of Grandview back when they played Evangel. Yeah. They looked sloppy two weeks ago. This was the Grandview team we expected, and this came out of nowhere against Benedictine. Absolutely. They held um, the Raven rushing attack to 54 yards. Now, granted, um, one, of, one of the Ravens was out. You know, right. you, you didn't have one of your, your big two to, do, to have your thunder and lightning combo, but still you're holding Nyhart 2.1 yards per carry. And uh, then you have Schaefer, who is really efficient 99% of the time through not three today. interceptions. Not today. Went for 131 yards, but the, uh, the Grandview rushing attack went almost two bills. Jerry Lowe with uh, 75 Yards and a touchdown. Johnny Sullivan added 42 and a touchdown as well. You know, I wouldn't doubt Benedictine the rest of the way. It's very plausible for them just to go 9-1. and one. They weren't perfect coming into the playoffs last year. It's all about getting hot in the month of November. Absolutely. So, now, our other shocker, a little bit of a shocker, was Marion St. Francis. I, I knew that would – I mean – yeah, I knew they had a good team, but I didn't know it was – it was. And uh, St. Francis, I thought Crable was going to make some better plays. And They I didn't mean, give him any opportunity. They, they did the same held thing. on to that ball. That was, you know, Crable was 17 of 37, again, under 50% passing. Um, they really forced him to try to throw between the hash marks, which just didn't work for Crable. On the other hand, even Darter was 10 of 16. And, right. and did well. And, and that's all you had to do. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. not saying Darter's a game manager at all, but when you're going against an elite team, you got to be able to run the ball. And run the ball they run did. Run the ball, yes. If you can run the ball as an elite team, you're going to have an easier time, and they just grinded St. Francis out. Charles Salary ran the ball 42 times for 187 yards rushing. 42 times. I said, get on my back and let's win the game. Yep, he was a man amongst boys out there. Now, this week's thriller. Yes. We have a lot of upset people about this one, but I think the Concordia-Siena Heights game showed that Siena Heights is for real. I know we had some in our media area that wanted to drop Concordia. I said, no way for me personally, because being any ranked team is a hard thing to do. I mean, it, it just is. Anytime you go against a team that's you know just efficient, and plays great defense. Sienna Heights plays great defense. Sure do. And I, I think it tells the, a good story about both teams. I think both teams are playoff worthy. Concordia is definitely a top five team in my opinion. Sienna Heights, I actually bumped them up even though they had a loss. I did the same thing. I thought they had it when they, uh, they had that FSU versus Kansas in the Meadowlands moment when, where FSU just keeps Kansas out after right, goal, line goal, line, stand, goal line yeah. play. These guys did the same thing. It was six of seven plays were within the 10-yard line. Right. And they forced the interception. And all Concordia's 10 points were at the end. Absolutely. And uh, It's all about who wins the fourth quarter. And Concordia won the fourth quarter and won the game. Absolutely. And then our blowout. We talked about this one a little last week. Yeah, it was a Thursday night game. Kind of weird. Um, I know Thursday nights are part of college football at any level. But I think this Lindsey Wilson-Bethel game, a bluegrass game, I wish it could have been played on a Saturday night just so it would have been easier to watch. But Lindsey Wilson absolutely dominated, and they got their statement win. Absolutely. Uh, we've talked about Cameron Dukes time and time again. He didn't really have to throw the ball very much. He only uh, dropped back 19 times. No, his defense took care of him. They put the Lindsey Wilson offense in great situations. And if that 3-3 stack, 3-4 defense for Coach Oliver over there can put his offense in good position, they're going to just dominate. Shout out to Jalen Boyd, who was running 12.8 yards a pop for 115 yards so on the day. The interesting thing about Lindsey Wilson is they have a couple statement wins already, um, but they find the, what, what I consider the most successful but yet quietest team in the top ten, Cumberland's at the end of the year. That's going to be that's a That's a game one. you have marked. So how does all this – Check up our top 25. Let's go ahead and look. Let's take a look. So, starting from the bottom, we have the Bethel Wildcats. I'm surprised they're still there. But I think it's by committee. So many lost in that, in that bottom of the top 25. Yep. They just lucked up and stayed. But I will say this. It's not on here, but Sterling is nipping at their Very heels. close, yes. It was extremely Sterling from the KCAC. That's right. They're, they're having close. a great year so far. Absolutely. At number 24, we have Montana Tech. Montana Tech has, has yeah, Mon- this week. Montana Tech has a chance to really bump up with Montana Western on the horizon. Absolutely. Number 23, the, the Baker Wildcats. We were worried about in. Baker a little bit because they lost so early those two games, and one of them they shouldn't have. But with the shakeup so far that Grandview's had with Benedictine and Evangel, Baker's right back in it. Absolutely. That loss to, uh, to Grandview just looks better and right. better every week. Coming into the top 25 from the receiving votes category is Mid-American Nazarene. When you know, their coaches and players told us to look out for them this year. And they, we are definitely, they've made their mark at number 22. They took over Stockton, who's not a bad team. No, that has a great passing attack. And, and, and held them. Held them, yeah, to nine points. Right. 
At number 21 is the team we were just talking about, Siena Heights. They actually don't come up any in the in in the poll itself. I will say a lot of individuals did put them up. It's yeah. surprising it didn't happen. I think Siena Heights will be just fine. Absolutely. Um, looking at 16 through 20, we have the Reinhardt Eagles who I would say Reinhardt's on a slippery slope right now at four and two. I know that they can win their division, but you have to be in that top 16 to win that division and go to the playoffs. But I tell you what. They exercised a, a bit of uh, their demons on Saturday with right. that seventy-one to twenty-one. They were win. frustrated, and they're still one of the most physical teams in the nation. Oh, they just got put together in other areas. They really do, and they can't afford to go losing in within their division. Or right. they're, they're going to get sunk real quick. At number nineteen are the Langston Lions, who got who dominated a statement win over Lion. Right over, yeah, over Lion, the, the team out of Arkansas. So. uh that's the Langston we all like and love. Yep. We'll have to see. Two weeks from That's the today Ottawa-Arizona game, right? Is the Ottawa-Arizona game. That's, that's, gonna that's be, the game of the week, most likely. That's, that's going to tell the tale of what happens in the Sooner. Absolutely. At number 18, we have St. Xavier. They are on a slippery slope as well, being 2-2. Two and two. They have what is the two most quality losses a team could have. Absolutely. But, you know, they're going to win their division, most likely. I think they'll get in around seven and three, eight and two. Yep. At number seventeen, we have Montana Western. We'll just have to see what happens in 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 the frontier there. Yeah, especially with uh, Montana Tech on the horizon this weekend. Yep. They have a chance to really bump themselves into the top fifteen. From the North Star, we have Dickinson State just doing what Dickinson State does. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're uh, dominating the North Star still. We'll just see Waldorf coming up. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun the one as one well. The game they lost last year. Looking at our eleven through fifteen, we start out with Southeastern. Southeastern with Brian Bell and the company, absolutely four zero for the first time in school history. Bell, I actually didn't see him playing. I was watching that game. I didn't really? see him in the lineup. Wow. Um. So I, I, you know, hope if he's that hurt, he gets is better. Still clicking. That they beat Alba Maria thirty-one. Sure team. did. Yeah. yeah. And that's an Auburn Maria team that we were kind of high on and, yeah, and said look out for. High on. At number 14, we have the Kaiser Seahawks, who I'm going to be seeing in person come Saturday. They smacked my own monitor around, Corey. They're the real deal. 35 so, to 3. Kind of jealous you get to go watch them. <laughs> at number 13, we have Evangel. They who, put out frustrations this weekend sure from they. that Grandview loss. Evangel's going to be just fine with Coach Heppel. It's going to be an interesting game this week. We'll get to that in a minute. At number 12, we see where St. Francis falls to. Kind of the same narrative of last year. They took that early loss to Marion. They might lose again, but, you know, when it's playoff time, I'm not counting against Coach Donnelly. They got to the semifinals on a down year last year. There's no rest for the weary there. Not at all. They've, they've got to get back up off the mat and do this all over again on Saturday. And number 11, just shy of that top 10, is Ottawa of Arizona. The top 10's coming. That air raid attack, man. Putting up some points, it's nasty. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've got a couple matchups that that there's there's a shot for it. So we'll just have to see. So let's go to our top ten, starting with Benedictine. Uh, the Ravens fall from from two to ten. Um, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think with uh, you know you got Coach Wilcox and two other coaches that have been there for forty plus years. You know, culture always bounces back from adversity. And Benedictine, the Ravens, will be just fine. At number nine, we have Cumberlands of Kentucky. 
quietest team on our radar. Absolutely. Physical. We talk about Reinhardt being physical. They're not even the most physical team in the conference. The Patriots are. Yep, that's going to be good. At number eight is uh, is Northwestern doing uh, – We're waiting for that morning yeah. side week. I think they'll just coast until then. We'll just see – that will be the measuring stick when number one when morning side comes up. Yep. At number seven is Lindsey Wilson. I tell you what, Coach Oliver's done a great job with these guys. That Mid-South is jacked. Yeah, Cameron Dukes is doing it. I, I would say he's offensive player of the year so far midseason. I would, I would agree if not for – the fact of Morningside being Morningside. Oh, uh, I mean in the conference. In the conference, in the okay. Conference, yes. okay. Conference. And, and at number six, we have the College of Idaho taking advantage. We talk advantage. about it every week, 20-plus yep. returning starters. I mean, good things are going to happen. Absolutely. You know, they play Carroll this week. So that's going to be a, a tough test for them. Carroll is one of those teams that you never want to overlook. No, that's college NAI royalty right there. And so are top five. Concordia, they stay right there at number five, well-deservingly so. Um, they just haven't impressed as much as the other four teams, in my opinion. Yeah. So you have Grandview right there at number four with that just stout defense. You know, they had the mishap with Evangel, but they won, and Evangel's a top 15 team. Yeah. He, they, they won. And then you have just a domination over Benedictine. I would not be shocked to see Grandview make that deep run and us getting to see the Vikings. They say defense wins championships. Absolutely. Who wouldn't love a Morningside Grandview matchup? That would be fun. Grambling, Louisiana. But let's go to number three. Let's not discount the Knights. No, not at all. Especially with their big win. Right now, they're they're the class of the mid-states right now. They they sure are riding the back of Charles Salary and and Ethan Darter, the 6'6 quarterback. They got Concordia coming up in a couple weeks. So, I mean, there's no rest. And then Sienna no, Heights there's, later. There's, there's so, there's no rest for the Knights. Kansas Wesleyan really takes advantage of all of the chaos by having yes. that bye week. Yes, and they do. And just being in the KCAC really helps. And then your one out-of-conference opponent was Texas Wesleyan. There's going to be a lot of haters for Kansas Wesleyan, you know, these next couple weeks saying they don't deserve it. Kansas Wesleyan just going to have to show it in the playoffs like they did last year. But Absolutely. to me, with what's going on in Salina, Kansas, that number two ranking is justified. Absolutely. And at number one, we have the Morningside Mustangs. They had. They look unstoppable. D- they went on the road to Hastings and no Dropped big deal. 60 plus points. No big deal. You'll notice that there's a seven next to their name. They got all of them. They got all of them. But, but John, that was a six last week. No, two weeks ago. I, I converted. I well, it, it was it was a five two weeks ago. Oh, you're talking about because that's a six. Yes, we are all that was seven. We're growing. We are growing. You cannot say this poll is biased. We have seven different media outlets, and all spread across the country. Six we, different media outlets. Six different media outlets. Two. Right. Sorry. So we added a voter from the Kentucky area to cover cover a little bit of that bluegrass area. Yes. So Ben's a great addition. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we are. Uh, Definitely. Our, our aim in making this poll is to make sure that no one uh, area gets underrepresented. Right. We're trying to bring total representation to everyone. Absolutely. So let's go for our helmet stickers. Let's go ahead. I'll start the first one. You know, you got the Marion running back, Charles Allery. Just amazing game. How many carries did he get? Over 40, right? 42. 42. You should have just won, even if he got only 100 yards rushing, 
the pack, the fact that you gave the man 42 rushes meant that your game plan knew that you could pound the Cougars of St. Francis and that you had that much trust in your offense line and that much trust in Charles. I say you could give it to the offensive line as well. Now, that I will majority say this. of your plays were – go ahead. I will say this. He had 43 yards receiving. He picked up a oh, couple of really – Yeah, over 200 total yards. There were some two-third downs that he picked up on swing passes that he made St. Francis miss. And, and They're probably thinking their uh, stars that he just didn't get the handoff that play. Yep. Didn't expect it. Got three rushing touchdowns. All right, so let's go back to the defensive player of the week. Defensive player of the week is Georgetown's defensive lineman, Landon Carolla, who had that, – that is not a, a, a misprint. That is not a typo. That is six and a half sacks. Good enough for a Georgetown – school record and georgetown's been playing football for a long time sure have you know we had a really good slate of games last week it's getting even better this week i i think you're right we got uh what to watch for this week concordia gets no rest after that walk-off win neither does st francis with a bad not a bad loss but you know just a tough loss both of them have got to get up off the mat and figure out how to come back from an emotional game and get up again against exactly. each other. And I think it's going to be a defensive struggle between these two. Concordia's coming off that low-scoring game. St. Francis wasn't able to get much points against Marion. I see this 14 and below for both teams. I, I got a feeling that you're right. Um, what, what is that like as, as a player? You, you come off an emotional game, and then next Saturday you're right back at it. How do you, how do you get your mind right? Well... You know, especially for these mid-state kids, they see it all the time. They should probably be used to it. Honestly, you just thank, thank God for the opportunity that you get so many games against these teams because it's a building block to your playoffs. In reality, you want to have these games because when playoffs comes, there's no rest each week. That's, that's a point. We talk about these mid-state teams being battle-tested. Right, and they, they definitely are. Just like the Mid-South teams, we got Cumberland's Kentucky versus Bethel. Does Bethel lay over for Cumberland's Kentucky? Because the Patriots aren't going to feel sorry for them. No. Especially because they dropped 98 points on a team that felt sorry for themselves. Sure did. And, you know, the Wildcats have to be ready for the Patriots because they're just going to try to just put their foot on their throat and end it. Absolutely. Early. They, they, they see that three from Bethel from yeah. last week, and they, and they go, let's get them. Yeah, you know, Bethel, this is a way to save Bethel's season. I mean, I think they'll have a solid season regardless. But if they want that seven, eight win season, this is the time to go. Absolutely. Talking about teams that have to have to get up off the mat, Benedictine yeah. as well. They have to travel to Evangel. This is the game of let's catch Grandview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, both of them took losses to Grandview the past two weeks. This is who's going to position themselves in the playoff hunt. Talk about Benedictine going to the national championship last year. They lose this game, it starts becoming a really slippery slope for them. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we've, we've heard a lot about Evangel and, and a lot of our, our folks in, in our group chat have kind of uh, expressed some, some doubts about who Evangel is, how right. good Evangel is. I will is. say there is no doubt in their front seven. Yeah, I'll agree. With Coach Hepler. That's why they're top five defense statistically in almost every category. But let's go out to the frontier. Montana Western, the Bulldogs over there against the Montana De Tech Four Diggers. That's going to be a good one. They're that both good teams. Who, who is in the right position to knock off College Idaho? And even if they don't, can can whatever team that wins this right 
positions himself for at large worst case scenario. Absolutely. That's that's really you, you know you you've got to be looking at it if you can't be College of Idaho, can you at least get an at large? Right. So, couple of of um, housekeeping and and uh, and footnotes. We want to say an absolute congratulations to Bethel. Uh, former Bethel quarterback, former Bethel head coach Brent Deerman. Yeah, what what a great story. He was the offense coordinator a couple years ago at Arkansas Monticello Division II school. Comes back to his alma mater at Bethel, Tennessee. Um, you know, comes back to McKenzie over there. Goes perfect in the regular season, wins this the division in the Mid South, and uh, now went to Kansas as an offense analyst. And mm-hmm. now, uh, you know, this next man up over there, and he's the next man up for the offense coordinator position. Under less miles. Yep. That shows you, you know, NAI opens doors. And and they're talking about him that the quarterbacks uh, have been talking about him in that RPO offense that right. he loves so much. And they're, they're crediting him. There's a reason that. why less miles probably, you know, he wanted him for that offense analyst position, but I also think it was for insurance if things went wrong. Absolutely. Things went wrong and Brent Dearman's up. So congratulations to Coach Dearman. We know you're going to do a phenomenal job at – Possibly one of the hardest places. But they've been winning a little bit this year. They have been, I, I think they're uh, they're two and three. They're, they're two and three. One more win, and they match all last year. There you go. Now, Absolutely. Corey, tell them where you're going to be this week. Hey, I'm going to be heading down to Lakeland, Florida, to catch the Weber versus Kaiser game at Lakeland Christian School. Um, I want to meet as many of y'all as possible. Um, you know, just just to kind of get a, get a glimpse of of and, and meet the people who support us. We are not uh, a couple of big headed media guys over no, here. We are love, but we take it very serious. And I think you can tell that we are the experts in this. I mean, not tune our horn, but other guys can sit in front of the camera for thirty minutes to an hour talking about NAI football. It's hard without missing a beat at times. But right. So we enjoy that, guys. Be ready. We have a goal in mind. We have a Patreon page. Um, it's not like we're trying to get rich from this, but we would like just the support to help us expand on this. We have a goal. If we get to $500 on our Patreon page, we're only asking for $1 memberships. So basically we have about 13,000 followers. That probably works for like pennies on the dollar. If we average per follower, if we get to $500, we will create a personal, basically Wikipedia page for each school on the NAI F-Ball website. Yep. One thing before we go, I, I realized that we forgot to do the ad read for 417 and our friends there. We don't want to leave them out. Um, they do all sorts of helmets. I, I actually asked them tonight, do y'all do FBS helmets? And they said, heck yeah, they we do. do everything. They do everything. XFL, high school. They even have prints. I saw one at Bryant Denny Stadium on their website that looked beautiful. We have a high school team, Sop Shop Yellow Jackets. I haven't played football since the '60s. They would do that too. Absolutely. Fifty years gone, and they would still do it. And they've got some really, really pretty throwback helmets. Very too. pretty. If you're full a, size or or miniature. or miniature, they will set you up. So go to four one seven helmets dot com. They will make a perfect um, accent piece for your man cave or your office. So anything else before we? Nope. We have enjoyed it, guys. We hope to see you. Interact with us on Twitter, Instagram. 
you know where to find us. Just Google NAIF ball and you will find us. Absolutely. Anyways, signing off. Have a good one.